0: Trenton yes. 365.
1: <clears throat> I'll be polite. <laughs> With Jacques Howard.
0: Profiling businesses, organizations, and people that make Trenton better. Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening and watching over WIMG 1300 and WPHY, Channel 25, covering Mercer County. WIMG is the three-time Stellar Award-nominated radio station um, based out of the small market. And you can go to the website, WIMG1300.com, and learn all about that. In the studio with me is Tamara Torres. And we're going to be talking about lots of different things, mainly focusing around her and her art. She is an international artist um, focusing on women's rights issues. And tonight, we're going to be talking about not only that, but also the March on Washington and... Uh, the march on Trenton, the women's rights march in Trenton that just took place that tomorrow was uh, pr- prominently featured in as well. So, um, Tam, Hi. welcome to the show, <laughs> thank or at you, least Doug. welcome back, should yes, I say?
1: Thank you for having me back. Super happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So, you know, I'd like for you to give a little summary about you know who you are as an artist, and then we're going to jump right into everything that's going on with you with uh, your art, women's rights issues, et cetera.
1: Okay, so my name is Tamara Torres. I am a Trenton resident, born and raised. Um, my work kind of really concentrates on women's rights and social issues that happen now are happening around. Um, I've been really fortunate enough to have been able to exhibit in different locations like in London and Italy, um, going to show, having a show in Scotland in March. So I'm really excited about that, I haven't been there yet. Trying to work on my Scottish accent, (laughs) (laughs) it's not gonna work. But um, and you know, I feel because I known you already for so long, I don't even know how to answer some of these questions. So
0: (laughs) well, well, that that's that's funny. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive this uh, in in an area, and photography. Right. You were introduced to photography at a young age. And, and that was one of your first, um, uh, I, I guess, uh, introductions to art and your own creation, et cetera. Why don't we start there and why don't you All just right. share a little bit about photography.
1: Right. So, I, when I was about maybe like 11, 11 and a half and 12, I'm going to say like 12, um, my dad, he was, an, he was an amazing artist, but he also had a, you know alcoholism problem. And he would often like, lock me and my brother out the house and forget he had kids and coming up from my background, we you don't you don't just go and tell someone. You kind of just sort of live it, you know. And we did have my kids in my neighborhood that kind of grew up with the same kind of parenting and stuff. It wasn't always perfect, you know. So there were times where we, me and my brother would sleep on the bridges, and you know we figure out ways to eat, fought over food, and you know this one guy named Macho, who's an amazing like. He's just kind of my savior, I always say when I do interviews, is that, you know, he saw that I was really bored. And he saw me standing in the corner one day, um, right on Hart Street in Trenton. And he goes, you know what, I'm going to give you this camera, which was a 35-millimeter Pentax. And he goes, you're going to take pictures of me, and then I'm going to buy the film, and you're going to do photographs around And then, you know, I'll develop it, but you got to photograph me. And so I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And the second I started looking through that lens, it was like I saw everything for the first time. It was absolutely clear. I wasn't sad about where I was at. I wasn't, um, you know, being 12. I didn't feel discouraged. You know, I thought, for I used to think this is it. This is my bubble. This is my life. This is what's going to happen to me. You know, I'm going to be like that the girl over there in the corner that's selling herself well, I'm going to do this or do that Like I had no clue you know and then on top of that my English wasn't so awesome so you know when he gave me that camera he, he I, tell, I you know last time I saw him I tell him all the time he totally saved my life in that way you know it got to a point where I was overwhelming him with film that he was like I'm not buying you no more film you're going to have to figure <laughs> this out and so then he started breaking the camera like little pieces. And he goes, when you fix the camera, then I will get you film. And you know, when you tell someone that, when you want something, when you, you want to find a way, you find a way. And I fixed that camera. No YouTube, no books, no nothing, just sitting in corners for hours trying to figure it out until it worked. And you know, for him I learned how to use a camera very well, a film camera. So that's how I started taking pictures with film.
0: Now you mentioned that, that Looking through the lens, right. it was almost, um, it took you out of your circumstance and gave you a new vision of mm-hmm. life. Um, what were some of the first photographs that you took?
1: <laughs> of him, of Macho, I took him, I photographed him and his friends, I photographed a lot of nightlife, um, I photographed a lot of the cops and on the bridges, some of the homeless people I knew, like Gilo um who passed away years and years ago I photographed him um, just anything I can I can see that I thought was like something was happening like a story behind mm-hmm. it I just automatically took a picture and I was careful because I only had about 12 to take so I had to make sure whatever I took was like absolutely right the right one
0: you mm-hmm. know and so the development of of taking pictures with film mm-hmm. and learning how to Almost be a perfectionist because right. you know if you're taking a film yeah. and most of the young people nowadays can't even imagine you know what it's yeah. like to just like take a bunch of pictures at one shot like you have to make sure that the aperture is right mm-hmm. the um, the focus is right um, that your subject matter is is in a right yeah. area as well can you just talk about how you learned like the self-teaching process of that
1: it took a lot of films for that like you know and. I, the more I took pictures and the more I got developed I started to see like what mistakes I was making Like how far I should stand back You know maybe I shouldn't take photographs On the top of like cutting the guy's person's head Whoever I was photographing at that moment So it did take a lot of patience And I did sort of become a perfectionist with my work Everything else I'm kind of sloppy with <laughs> But with my work itself I am completely, you know It has to be the way I almost envision it You know Mm -hmm. for it to be right so I do gotta share this quick story and you know all these years pass and all these things happened to me and I've you know traveled and did all this stuff and um, I'm gonna say when it was the the vegan pork roll festival remember when they had the pork roll festival in Trenton I actually was on Hanover Street and out of nowhere uh, Macho was coming up the street walking the guy who gave me the camera and I was standing there and I'm like oh and I couldn't believe it was him. So I started screaming his name. And, you know, this this girl screaming some guy's name on Hanover Street. So he, and, he kept and, walking. And,
0: and, and for the folks who don't know, um, Hanover Street is an area that has been, for many years, has been a challenged area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ha- is also a hub for art with Sage Coalition, the Gandhi Garden, Windows of Soul, right. and a lot of things that are happening there. And just a short Half a block away is the crisis ministry. Uh, Mercer County Community College has a campus there, as well as uh, the old Trenton Daylight, Twilight area. So it's an interesting dynamic, a lot of young people having a lot of energy there.
1: Right. So that specific day, they were doing gardening, and um, they had a festival going on that I was helping with. So I I see him walking. I'm screaming. I'm screaming. He finally turns around. He sees me, and he comes up to me, and, and I'm like, I just start crying I was like I give him a hug and I'm like you have no idea what I've been doing because of the camera you gave me you sort of I'm going off and you know I've been here I've been there and this is my daughter Ruby this is him this is him and this is Graham Graham this is the guy and everybody every artist that was around me that's him that's what I was always talking about and he just started crying and he was like he just had got out from doing like ten years that same day Mm. and he said you know you were always so annoying and pest every single time with this camera I couldn't stand it and I'm so happy that it did something for you you know so I always like to share that because whatever you do with people in their life you have no idea what little impact just a little little thing that you do what impact it can have in their lives if he would have never gave me that camera or even took the five seconds to turn around and said she's bored you know let me get her to do something i don't know where i would have been now because art really did save my life so i have no idea what direction in my life i would have taken and knowing his lifestyle and his way of living was different from i am he still took like five seconds and said here's this and you know if we all kind of do that now in a little bit imagine the impacts that we'll have, right?
0: Yeah. And you know that that's great because I had a couple of follow up questions and you answered them both. You know, we need to start thinking about our effects on other people. And even if something as simple as like you said, like mm-hmm. Macho said, I oh mean this this girl, let me give let me give her a camera. Okay. And then and then encouraging you to fix the camera, which means now that's another skill and that mm-hmm. you have that no one can take away from you. Okay. And and like you like you eloquently put his lifestyle didn't change mm-hmm. so much so that he was incarcerated and he spent 10 right. years in prison but he gave you a seed Again, that blossomed yes. into who you are now and you're an international artist traveling right. all over the world showing your art and right. photography was one of the places where you started
1: yes Absolutely. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would have been, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: You know, um, your photography is one thing, but you're multidimensional. I mean, you are an artist at heart. And, and when I like to describe my artist friends... I don't like to say one is a photographer or they're a filmmaker they're an artist like they can do mm-hmm. a little bit of everything um, why don't you share some of the other other avenues and disciplines in art that you are working on and have been working on
1: Okay, so it took me a long time to learn this and I honestly did because I didn't go to art school so I didn't know a lot of like the tec- technical words that people use when they introduce themselves as artists but after a long process and a lot of people telling me, correcting me, I'm a collage visual artist, which I use different type of techniques. I, I, I like to tell stories with my art. So I would take a photograph of something that I think is important or uh, a set and then transfer it, and then I would paint or collage it and kind of create my own, you know, story behind everything. Um, and I also do abstract on the side, which is what I've done for a long time. I just didn't Uh know it was abstract. And I used to take photographs of the abstract and then throw them out. And so someone told me what are you doing? And then I was like oh you can sell these? I thought it was just you know, just my own backdrops. So that's how I got into working with both kind of paint and photography mixed together. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, You know. And and I I think um, most people know I'm always talking about fashion. You've dipped your fingers into Mm -hmm. the fashion realm a little bit too. So I want you to talk about that too.
1: I did dip my fingers in the fashion world. And let me tell you, that's a whole different (laughs) bubble than art itself. It is art, but it's a whole different bubble from what I was doing. Uh, I did get fortunate enough to have fashion shows in New York and um, meet some wonderful designers and uh, photographers who worked for Vogue and all this stuff. And we're still very good friends. Uh, Worked with a lot of models uh, who are all professional in their field, very high-skilled professional in their field. And I just, I couldn't get it. You know, I I would literally get yelled at after, you know, going down the runway because I would have sneakers and T-shirt. And they go, no, you gotta wear heels. I'm like, I don't want to wear heels. Mm-hmm. Why is why is this so difficult? It just it did not fit my criteria as a, a person as an artist. But I absolutely you know give my all and my blessings and a hundred percent of like, it's so much hard work to be a designer. So much hard work to be in the fashion industry that. It's a beautiful thing, you know. But for me, it just it was just too much. I just didn't care enough. <laughs> it was uh, I failed.
0: <laughs> and but you live, you live to talk about it and share about those oh, yeah. life experiences, and and you also and are an author, as well.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about right. your writings. Well, I haven't finished my book. Every time I think I'm finished, is um, something else. I feel like I have to continue to add. You know, so. It's not the right time for me to, like, put it out. But it's, it's actually, like, 90% completed. I just don't want to personally give that 10% yet. I feel like something else is still missing, like a part, a piece of story that needs mm. to happen before I close it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is about my upbringing. It goes into, you know all the things that happened to me. I, I was homeless as a child. I did lose my virginity at nine years old. I wasn't in an abusive relationship. I, I did go through all these insanely, you know, obstacles, whatever, in life. But I somehow managed to um, rise that above it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I like to work with girls or talk to teens, I like to tell them, like, there's absolutely nothing they they can tell me they've been through. where I'm like, oh, shocked. But for me, it's like, if I've made it to where I made it, you should be sitting by Oprah right now. (laughs) Like, you know, something's not right. So, um, again, it goes back to how much attention do we actually give our youth? And, you know, it's two simple seconds that I got a camera in my hand and look what it did. Imagine if that can happen with different people. It doesn't necessarily always have to be um, art. It could be writing. It could be reading. It could be fashion. It could be anything that... A kid is interested in it, mm-hmm. you know. So two seconds to kind of look that direction. And that's it. That's their life changed, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to kind of keep in mind.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, something that that um, I'd like to, to consider with art is the holistic approach to art, meaning that this is really... Art is an expression of who you are as a person mm-hmm. in every aspect of your life, whether it's from the clothing that you wear, the music that you listen to, the places that you go ex- as well, mm-hmm. this is all who makes up your life and makes up who you are as an artist. Mm-hmm. And the, the ability to be able to share that. And I think that you do a fantastic job of doing that. You know, like you mentioned, um, you started with photography. Now you do visual art, but you've touched in fashion. You're still involved in writing, which hasn't been displayed. But you're also an activist. Meaning yes. that you're an activist and and you're taking everything that you've experienced and morphing it into this other entity okay. that no one can really describe, but it's really who you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So can you talk about how this is like formulated into Tamara as the activist?
1: Yeah, um, I think you know I think I've been an activist for from, since the beginning without realizing it. You know that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I even. I didn't think I was a feminist until a friend actually told me I was. I, I had to actually look up the word, what feminist was. I didn't know what it meant, you know? And so I had to, like, learn that I actually was doing all of this way before even, you know, I actually proclaimed myself as a activist or a feminist or any of that. Um, I think it is really important. I have wonderful friends in my life who, you know, Troy Parks is probably listening, hopefully, who, like, let me borrow books from, like, Asata Shakur and, you know, talk to me about James Baldwin and all these people. And, you know, I have um, other artists who we have discussions with about political stuff and and kind of, like, open my mind, broaden me up. Sometimes it's a little scary because it makes me realize how much of what's happened then is sort of still happening now. It's, Mm -hmm. like, no change but just kind of more of a cover-up. So... Um, I do like I do consider myself an activist and I, I think a lot of people are without really knowing it I know you are
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah indeed and, and that, sim- that story is very similar like I had no idea what a community mm-hmm. organizer was I mean right. I just thought hey you know this is who I am as a person I'm involved I'm, I'm active and then when I was uh, asked to take that national training I was like oh there's, this is actually a mm-hmm. thing right. <laughs> like I've been doing this all my life so this is really who I am but um, we're not going to focus on me. We're going to continue to focus on you. And folks, you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. You can find out more about the program by just doing an internet search for Trenton 365, or send me an email, Trenton 365 Show at gmail.com. And while we're sharing that information, why don't you share your contact information? Pam? Sure.
1: Um, you can find any of my work at Tamara Torres Art.com or Tamara Torres Art through social media. Mm,
0: awesome. Now, um, you were you were leading into the idea of an activist and to realize that things that women and others have been fighting for for years, they're still here. Those things are still here. And uh, I want to say that I hope that it's culminated with the Women's March on Washington, which also took place in lots of other places Mm -hmm. throughout the world. Um, Can you talk about your personal involvement with that?
1: Sure. So... For the Women's March in New Jersey, um, I'm going to say Elizabeth Mayer was the organizer president of the march for New Jersey. She spoke with someone from the NOW organization, the National Women's Organization. They gave her my phone number. um, And I I was speaking about this briefly before. How I got involved, I I honestly, from the beginning, I didn't want to get involved with the march. I thought, I'm just going to go walk in Washington or Philly or New York, just do my part. And... You know, when I spoke to her on the phone, she said these amazing words to me, which I will never forget because I don't think I've ever heard like a white woman say this to me. And she goes, you know, I need your help because I i am a white privileged woman and I don't know how to reach out to the black and Hispanic community. Mm. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to help you like immediately. Just those words was like, are you serious? But she honestly among a lot of other women, did such an amazing job bringing everyone together um, from different parts of New Jersey to come down. I don't think she thought it was going to be that huge. I thought she thought, we, we assumed 1,500, 2,000, and it just became an amazing turnout. Um, so that was a really great thing for, for trying to have here and for New Jersey to have the Women's March be a part of it um and i'm sure that she's going to continue to do more things you can find anything out about the new jersey women's march on facebook just type up new jersey women's march and you know all the information will be on there as far as my participation um the more i talked to her and stuff she asked me if i will be able to speak a little bit on at the march and so i did and i was really happy among a lot of women activists that were there amazing women that have been Working in this field for years and years, and I was super honored. So I, I was happy to attend and, and to be able to share a few words, you know. Um, and now is the question is, which everyone's been asking me is, what's next? Mm-hmm. And for my response, which is something that I've um, said over and over, is for me is continuing because we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's the beginning. And it is really important to try to incorporate them on the what's next for them. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, I want to give a shout out to Elizabeth Mayer as Mm -hmm. well and to let her know that we'll be coming for you to (laughs) sit down and chat with you as well. Because the whole impetus behind this program and this effort of mine is to build a better community for everyone. And the only way that we're going to do that is if we can have more conversations, clear open dialogue in a safe environment, preferably over food and drinks, because that's just what human beings do, I believe. And um, we need to have these conversations and uh, address some very difficult subjects. And we need people from all different backgrounds to be involved in this. And uh, kudos to to you um, for, for saying that I know who I am as a person and what... Her audiences, right, and for her to be able to be comfortable and confident to say, I can't do this, I need help, and then to tap you on the shoulder. Tim, we're up on a break. Um, can you share the contact information one more time?
1: Sure, for the New Jersey Women's March, you can go on Facebook, uh, to Women's March of New Jersey, and there is a page there. You can just like it, ask any questions, go on it. Elizabeth usually looks through that, and she'll be able to answer anything you need from that. Awesome, awesome.
0: You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. And in the studio with me is Tamara Torres, a women's rights visual collage artist. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things, so stay tuned. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can follow us on Twitter at Trenton365, website trenton365.com, email trenton365show at gmail.com. In the studio with me is Tamara Torres, who is a women's rights activist and an artist, multidiscipline artist. And we've been talking about lots of different things, her involvement in photography, visual arts, fashion, Uh, She's working on writing. She is going to be an author. I'm going to push you to do that. And she's internationally known. Her artwork has been seen in multiple countries um, throughout the world. And she's well known in the state of New Jersey and in the United States as a women's rights activist. Um, So poignantly put, we just had the Women's Rights March, which took place throughout the world. And Tamara was part of what took place here in Trenton, New Jersey, where over 6,000 people came and walked last Saturday um, to speak up and to make themselves known about women's rights issues. And uh, Tamara, I'd like for you to to go back and talk about, again, just rehash um, your involvement, how um, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Mayer got in touch with you, et cetera.
1: Okay, so she did call me and we spoke on the phone, like I mentioned before, and we you know i told i would try to reach out to the hispanic community the artist community and also like any anybody that i knew from trenton to come out and i did and a lot of people from the city did show up which was wonderful as well um you know one of the things is that we did that day is we we created history in a way that's very important right for women and we united all these women together but at the same time we kind of excluded ourselves. You know, I I keep mentioning this over and over and over again, is we keep talking about, you know, Latino, black, white privileged, right? Right now, as women. Like, it's all these little memes and all these things are coming out all over the internet, you know. Uh, White privileged is, you know, the black community, the Hispanic community. And for women right now, the way we are, I want to say... What's the right word the, the struggles that we're about to come upon because of Trump you know we have to pull these little words out and unite as women as one in order to be make these large changes that we need to make you know there's going to be so many things that are going to affect the black and Hispanic community that is unbelievable for us with health care with you know um Equal pay with all these little things that we might feel comfortable. We felt comfortable with Obama, Obamacare, like so many things that we were already like kind of fighting with, but like dealing with, they're all gonna be getting snatched away. And it's as simple as that. It's not even like no sugar coating around it, you know? And so for me, right now, when people ask me what's next, I tell them, go into your cities, go into your towns, educate your daughters, educate your boys do something for your own community right now, you know, kind of change, do something inside your state right now, because that's the most important thing to do. So on March 8, you know, I always do workshops for women. I've done declaration of rape awareness. I've done um, a lot of workshops to try to educate women on their own history. I think that a lot of the black and Hispanic community don't get taught enough about the women who are black and Hispanic who actually created history and were part of history uh-huh, uh-huh. and I think that we we have to really instill that into them because these times are gonna get tougher and they need to know how beautiful and how powerful they are themselves you know and that's really important for me on on March eight is gonna be Women's International Day I am joining with Casa Cultura, which is located 222 South Broad Street. And they're on the second floor. If you go to South Broad Street, it's right across from the courthouse. You'll see a pawn shop. Don't be scared. Just go, <laughs> right, in, go right up the steps. It is a whole gallery up there. And we are, I'm going to be doing um, a whole day workshop. I'm gonna be looking for lawyers to give out advice on knowing your rights, um, free consultations. I'm also gonna be doing uh, take one, leave one for single mothers. So if anyone has any donations that they feel a single mother can use or um, a single mother out there has something they don't need, bring it to me because we're gonna be, or bring it to Casa Cultura. So for that day, people will be able to um, get things that they don't need, but they have to leave something behind, whether it be books, uh, purses, lotions, coats for the kids, hats. I don't care. It's take one, leave one, and it's going to be dedicated for single mothers, something that we kind of overlook all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also doing a collection of books for women who are in- incarcerated at the time. Uh, at, at this moment, I that was one of the things that I've, kind of marched for we sort of always forget about the women who are in prison and who are struggling right now um, so I kind of want to shed some light on that uh, and you know what other other things will probably be doing spread out through the thing we're still putting together so it's March 8 definitely and mm-hmm. it will be a Casa Cultura I'll send you some more information Jock and then you can share it later Absolutely. as it gets closer okay. um, so that's, that was one of the reasons I kind of wanted to bring that up before, mm-hmm. you know, I left that. Um, I also have, going into the arts, I have a, an exhibition uh, called Point in Time, part of an exhibition called Point in Time in Scotland. And I'll, I'll work on my accent. Is <laughs> that <It's not> working? <laughs>
0: that's right. I'm sure there's some Latinos in Scotland. Are they? I'm sure.
1: I'm going to wear by Latino Sure, Hello. <laughs> Hola. Soy Latina. See who shows up. Um, I'm very excited about that. I've never been to Scotland. Yeah, I've I've traveled to London several times and Italy and so forth, but uh, Scotland's very important. I'm actually the first Latina to be a show part of this show, by the way. Which I don't think I'll hear anyone kind of like, you know, but it's important to me to know that. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it's it's nice to hear you talk about your accomplishments. And I know from spending time with you, that's not something right. that you do well. Like, you're absolutely one of those people who much likes to defer Mm -hmm. attention from yourself hey this is my art but you know i I just this is what i do take a look at it and and see how it moves you kind of person but what does it feel like when when people are giving you accolades and and they're patting you on the back and they're and they're telling you that you know you're helping to to move a cause forward
1: that was so gross i I hate it i um I think like one of the things that artists are supposed to do, whether you're a writer, singer, any kind of artist um, that is here is sort of create a change. That is like the only goal as an artist. You know, you have to create a change. You have to uh, make someone think whether they hate it, like it, or you have to create some sort of movement in a person or yeah. thing. And I've always kept that in mind anytime I create art. I always think you know can I go swimming in it I call it you know can I actually sit in there like I feel like I'm gonna go swimming in it or if I read something do I get lost in it or if I hear music do I get chills in it you know so for me when I get to these points I feel like I've done something you know mm-hmm. and after that I kind of put it out there and sometimes I didn't get the best reviews sometimes I get like um, really hard critics from people, they get really upset, especially if I use the American flag in some of my pieces, they they get angry about it, or they feel some sort of feelings, but I think, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do, that's why I'm here. So, yeah, I, I don't like um, I don't like talking about my art, I feel like I'm taking away actual, from the actual person that's supposed to look at it and feel something, you know? I actually have a really bad problem doing art shows, which is leaving. I, I tend to leave when I'm doing my own openings because I I don't want people asking me what did you think about this and I want to be like no what did you think what do you think you know um, which is the reason for the Mujeres exhibition mm-hmm. I had the Last Supper live performance and I was Jesus that way no one spoke to me during the presidency it was a plan <laughs> <laughs> very good
0: very good. you know I want to jump back and uh, something you had mentioned um You know, because I know we've been focusing on women's rights, et cetera, but you made a point about educating boys Mm -hmm. about, I'm sure, a number of different things. And uh, as a parent of of a a girl, a teenage girl, you know, um, I think God works in mysterious ways. Like it opened my eyes to the plight of women, more so. You know, nothing against my sister or my mother or any of my other relatives or friends who are women, but. To see my my offspring, my seed, my daughter, Mm -hmm. and to know that she's growing up in a culture that may may prevent her from being all that she can be just because of the way that things are set up and structured, which led my wife and I to want to teach her everything. Mm -hmm. So I joke around with her and say, hey, you know, you're my only child, so you're my son and you're my daughter Mm -hmm. and everything I have, I have to give it to you. As a parent, so you've got you're going to get the male side of things and the female side of things, and you're going to have to be able to decipher yourself what to do with those things. And when you mentioned that, you know, we need to educate boys. I was thinking the same thing. Like if I had a son,
1: mm-hmm.
0: would my wife do that for him? Because I think that that's really important. Mm-hmm. But you brought it up. So what, what were what were your thoughts behind that?
1: Well, you know, I. I think that we do need to educate boys just as much as we need to educate girls, right? I think that, you know, and I'm, I'm being biased now because I am, you know, a feminist and so on, but I feel like a lot of the tensions in the schools and stuff are more educated towards boys than they are to girls. I think that they teach girls certain values, you know, to keep standard, but they teach boys other things that if they could just flip it, You know, and kinda teach boys, um, there's this big saying don't tell a girl not to dress like that. Tell a boy not to harass her, teach a boy not to harass her. I think it's something in that matter, which I probably messed the whole thing up. But (laughs) you know, I feel like it's so important to teach to teach boys the or the value of women, you know, the importance of how beautiful women are, how to respect them, how to how to love them. But then how to love themselves and be respected mm. as well, which is something that is really hard to balance out, you know? I, I get kind of stuck in these questions because I'm not a social worker or anyone that's expertise, and I always get asked this really hardcore. And the answers I want to say are always not the appropriate, um, right, professional answers, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. say. But I do want to say that, you know, kids are like sponges, right, when they're little. And my dad used to tell me, once they get to nine nine years old, if you didn't teach them when you had to teach them, then forget about it. It's too late to discipline them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I see like a lot of older kids now, and I kind of like. Okay, we should change the subject because I'm gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna right. be bad. So, so what so. we'll do?
0: What we'll do is we'll coordinate a um, a roundtable discussion. Oh yeah,
1: that's where better. we where
0: we can just I mean, have it all out adult yeah, yeah. conversation and we I won't have to worry about the regulations I felt regulations.
1: like I was, str- there. I was drowning there so, yeah. okay.
0: All right. so uh, here's, your, okay. here's your life preserver so you Woo. come on out of that so we'll move on and, and we'll start up a, a conversation where people okay. can come together and we can talk about how important it is to have conversations with little boys yeah. and with little girls about the importance of both and we can kind of help educate the populace about that you know women's rights um, it's hot right now You know, because of everything that's happening. And it's upsetting that culturally we have these ebbs and flows where Uh things are real important right Uh now and then it goes off to the back burner. And I actually think that most organizations and people who are trying to do something deceptive know that human beings have ebbs and flows and they just say, okay, well, just wait them out. Before you know it, it won't be so important anymore and then we'll just go back to the way things were. What are your thoughts about that whole idea of uh, women's rights being hot right now And where it's going to be later
1: I, you know what, I'm actually I posted something about this I'm really nervous that it will be like It will dim down, you know Just like something that is so cool right now And everyone needs to be in it Because it's kind of popular But, you know, February is the F- Super Bowl So everybody by then would just forget about that And um, actually I also want to mention um, Jumping off track, I'm going to come back uh, during Super Bowl is like the largest day for sex trafficking which is something a lot of people don't know about. It is the biggest day that's for sex trafficking and it is huge and a lot of people who work against sex trafficking need all the help they can get that day and there's actual um, percentage that passes to, to Trenton itself which people don't know that. We're like a main huddle because Philly and everybody's and so... Just to put that out there, if you have time and you want to volunteer for something, please, you know, look for an organization that needs help with that. Um, So going back, I I feel like, you know, it is right now this big popular thing that, you know, women's rights, Trump is saying all these disgusting things. So everyone's like rolled up like, oh, you know, we're going to fight Trump. We're going to do this. We're going to blah, blah, blah. And, you know. Hillary was going to be our president, but she's not and now we have to, you know, do this. And it's all these women that never like probably just first time becoming feminists, like hardcore coming out the bubble. I I'm so excited about it. It's great to see. I'm like excited. But I hope they come out. Do you know what I mean? I hope that for March 8, I have 7,000 people who want to give to single moms because they know they have things to give out. Like I hope that any other organizations in the area who seek help, they just show up for that too. Mm. That's the problem, because everyone's stuck in their own little suburban bubble in the world, and they go to work every day and they have their health benefits and da 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 da. And so they see in the news all these horrible things that you know the so you know urban communities are doing, and those, oh, people. those people. How can we you know we participate in that? We're gonna be feminists over here. And I always get sort of in trouble about this because when I do speak at these things I hear them all these women say we're gonna stick together. We're gonna do this How about if you come to my neighborhood and help me educate my girls help me educate my people help me? Pick up the trash from the streets help me do things that are gonna better my community That's gonna better your community even more, you know, so we can bounce off each other and It is a really difficult and a a realistic thing that happens which is they all want to come to a certain part that's going to benefit them but nobody wants to get their hands dirty you know everyone wants to shine everyone wants to talk but no one wants to put the legwork in Mm -hmm. you know and this is what separates right this is what separates being white privileged to being in the other side Mm -hmm. this is what happens you know and, and it affects our schools mm-hmm. look at our school now in Trenton I don't even know who's running Trenton education but I don't know what's happening like it affects our schools it affects our our our, our community our kids mm-hmm. you know if you when I was growing up if you grow up in an area like I did um, which some kids you know they're in it you just don't think you're supposed to do better you just don't think you're allowed to have anything greater you just don't think you're allowed to be educated you just think, this is the life I was given. So therefore, if I am dirt, I'm going to be dirt, and I'm going to grow up to be dirt. I might as well just do what everyone else is doing. You don't have, in your mindset, you don't have the ability to say, oh, there's some something better, something greater. It is so hard to break that wall, mm. even for myself. Even now, even when I travel to these great places, I am surrounded by people I would never in my life thought I would be surrounded by you know educated really well Harvard blah 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 people and I didn't even have my degree so I I sit there and you know I smile and I you know I play the part or whatever but I realize like none of these people would ever look at on one of my pieces of art or go to Hanover Street see some of the murals if they were to get to put to go to my area so for me I'm not calling it false because it's not. Mm-hmm. It is a unity, it is women, it's getting together. I'm not saying it's, it's biased, I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm happy, but I'm for me, I'm not, I, I'm trying to figure out the, the right word for it. I, I'm not gonna be, um, I'm not judging them, but I, I, I'm not too excited, let's just say that. I, I need to see, I need to see action, you know, mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I, I've been around this, enough politicians, enough organizers, enough people to know that when there are those who really step out and help and there are those who just say they're gonna help so they can have, you know, a nice throne or whatever you wanna call it. So I I do I do love Elizabeth. I think her heart is in there. I can feel it. Like I know that her energy, she wants to help. She needs to help. She wants to do something. And I appreciate her and her team are amazing, you know. So I really do hope that I continue to work with them. But I, for myself, I'll continue to do what I do. My workshops, I'll continue to seek out people and bug people and call out people when they say they're going to help and they don't show up because mm-hmm. I am good for that. I'll continue to push people in that way. And hopefully my friends will continue to guide me and give me things to you know, keep me motivated and moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you know, um, the action steps. Um, Which which I I think I agree with you 100%. It's easy to say I'm going to do this but not follow up with it. Um, Do you think that where we are as a country and and a lot of things that are happening globally, do you think that there's a critical mass of people who now are saying, okay, we've had enough. I'm getting in the game.
1: I think there's a critical mass of people who are... Terrified about what's gonna happen next. Who have to get in the game? That's they have no choice at this point. You know, like I said before, it was affecting our communities, right? Now it's going into their backyard, so they have no choice. They have to be involved, and and that's gonna be a good thing. That's gonna benefit us, you know, our my community, is because they they have no choice, you know. And I hope that they continue. I hope that they do it. in the right way and not not cut us and not shelter us you know push us out of it you know Mm -hmm. and right now it's important for us to teach our community that we can't just sit back and relax because it's not going to happen like that now is the time that we need to fight Mm -hmm. now we need a whole bunch of Martin Luther King's a whole bunch of Malcolm X's a whole bunch of Asada's a whole bunch of Jane Bonds we need them out now they need to come out their houses and come join us because this is the time that we need to remind ourselves and that our ancestors they fought they bled they suffered they cried they were arrested they went through hell for us to have the rights that we have now so this is the time for us to remind ourselves and our children that we can't we can't go back they ain't going back
0: you know it's it's i'm glad we've got about a minute, and I, I'm going to be super quick with this, and, mm-hmm. and it's the welfare mentality that I would like to say. There's always the welfare mentality. The people who, yes, may have their hand out wanting something, but there's also a large group of people who would prefer to give and keep those people where right. they are. Share your contact information, and we're going to sell
1: uh, Tamara Torres Art.com, Tamara Torres Art social media.
0: Awesome. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back. I'm speaking with Tamara Torres, who is a human rights, women's rights, visual collage artist, author. We'll be back after a short break. And welcome back into the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can follow us on Twitter at Trenton365 and a website, trenton365.com. And there you can see all the archives, hear all the archives of the radio and TV portion. Love to chat with you um, because I believe totally that the only way that we're going to build a better community for everyone is if we start having these kinds of conversations like I'm having with Tamara now. Bringing different guests on to share about the things that they're doing, their trials, their tribulations. uh, When we get people together who are sharing their time, talent, and treasures to make the community better, all with a focus on everybody being in this game this game of life because folks we have one shot at this and I do not want to be that person who comes to the end of my life and say hey well I could have should have and would have but I didn't so that's why I try as much as I can with as many people as I can and when something sticks I'm going to run with it and I encourage you folks all to take that approach as well just like Tamara who is an artist and doing some amazing things and and Tam I want you to to do another plug for march 8th because okay. i think that that's just right around the corner yes. but i think that it's something that the city of Trenton needs mm-hmm. and i think that it's really specific to the audience that's here and uh i'm going to give a little tease you know there are a lot of single mothers yes. and that's not one yeah. particular demographic there are single mothers in all, with all different backgrounds and socioeconomic economic mm-hmm. levels and you're doing this wonderful event to reach out to them
1: yeah, so March eight is Women's International Day. It is a Wednesday. I'm going to be at Casa Cultura. That will be 222 South Broad Street. Across the street from the courthouse where it has a pawn shop. Up the steps is a whole gallery up there. And I'm going to be doing something where it's uh, take one, leave one for single mothers so you bring something you don't need whether it is coats I don't even care if it's a frying pan you know you're not using because you know some other person might need it coupons coats, jackets, purses, lotions um, don't forget we have the self-care you know and basically you bring it there you can take one you can leave something or you can bring one and so forth it is a free event and you know and I really want to dedicate to the single mothers because there are our I don't even I can't even count how many single mothers out there, whether you have, you know, a high-paying job to a low-paying job, a single mother is still a hard job, no matter what it is. You know, it is a difficult job, and I want to kind of give a tribute to them and do something for them. I also I'm looking for um, lawyers volunteers are going to do free consultations. for knowing your rights and other things that you may have questions, or you know, just in general, they'll be around to ha- answer questions. Um, and we're still looking up for some other things. We'll have probably a self defense class there throughout the day. So there will be a lot of things going on that one day, particularly for women. And I'm going to send you all the information and I'll send it to job He'll put it out on his show when it gets closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any questions, you can. Absolutely email me, Art at gmail.com, or go on my website, TameraTourisArt.com. Um, any social media, Art is simple. Just send me anything you want, and I will answer anything as possible. I do need volunteers. If anybody wants to volunteer, by all means, you know, come join me. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. And I want to just put something you were mentioning about, you know, having these group discussions and I just want to say really quickly you know tomorrow is not guaranteed and everyone assumes that they're going to come back and relive and just kind of fix every mistake this is the only life you have this is it this is given to you do not waste it you're not coming back you know whether whatever hell heaven or wherever you believe you're going to go after you pass this is it this is what you have right now so Please do something with it because you don't want to be 80 looking up going, what happened? It will be so sad. So go out there and do something that you want to do. And you, you can start by helping us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, 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 being, and being socially conscious and, and active is, is something that I, I feel there's this really strong movement. And, and I think that when people are oppressed, like in, in the 60s and, and plenty of times before that, even like the founding of our nation... Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of oppression. And, and we've got, you know, that pressure has made some diamonds. And we've got a bunch of diamonds. And I, for one, am tired of seeing diamonds discarded for whatever reason. Because they didn't have the right level of education. Mm-hmm. They didn't look a certain way. They didn't have a, live, come from a certain zip code. Right. Any of those things. There's a global movement of people who all feel like this. And people are just tired. We're just tired of, of not being heard, um, knowing that things can be better, and recognizing that we do have a bit of power to change things. And if we're not doing that, like you mm-hmm. said, if we're not getting into the game to change those things and make things yeah. better, then what's our, our
1: reason for our existence? Yes. You know, Everyone has a talent. Everyone has a talent. And that's a problem people forget. You know... No, no one wants to grow up and say, I'm going to be homeless when I get older. No one wants to say certain, no one believes they're going to grow up and have this horrific thing happen to them or in life. But if we sort of stop and understand that every single person in this world, God has given a talent to and try to just even reach out two seconds to look at them, speak to them, say something, it, it will be such an impactful world. And, yeah, there are people who will always try to oppress us because we are beautiful and we are talented and a little bit more talented than we give ourselves credit to be. Mm. So we will always get put in a place. Anyone who has um, so much talent and is, is so wonderful always gets put down by someone who wants the talent, someone with big ego. You know, it's kind of like, you know what I'm trying to explain. So you know, we are beautiful people and we are strong people and we have been through enough whether you're, you know, Hispanic and um, black and even white, you know, everyone has their own ancestors and everyone has started somewhere in this country, you know and I firmly believe that if we just stop and like take our egos out and work together we'll be okay, it's just that one part that we have to work on you know, that one little part. And uh, Trump has definitely brought us to that level. Like, we either work together or we'll be destroyed together. It's either or. There's not going to be an in-between, you know. Mm -hmm. I hear people say, it's only four years. It's only four years. A lot can happen in one day. Not only ever happen in one day. A lot of situations happen in one hour. So we can't just wing it. It's not about winging it, you know. So I really hope Apart from what Jock is doing in the city, what I'm trying to do in the city, whatever city you're from or town or, you know, whatever organization you're working with, and I hope that you you actually take it to a different level now and raise it up a little bit because we're going to need it. You know, it's simple. Don't turn your head to the person next to you. Just kind of ask them what they can help you with and you try to help them with. It sounds really cheesy, but it's... Is the only thing we have.
0: Mm-hmm. You made it a point um, to to talk about um, this this coming together, this holistic uh, movement of yeah. folks, and um, and obviously because you're international, you you have your 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 finger on the heartbeat of what's happening globally, not just right. here in Trenton or in the United yeah. States, but all over the world. Um, do you see a coming together of of more people who are like minded in thinking? that are crossing cultural lines like what are your thoughts about that
1: you know i'm gonna say this this It's gonna sound harsh and i'm probably gonna sound really ignorant ahead of time before i say it. i'm just gonna let you know you know i'm honest about it every time i traveled somewhere i saw culture just straight culture whether they agreed with each other or not they had their beliefs in their culture i feel like here we've lost that our community lost its culture we don't teach it enough. We don't make it important enough, you know, so we've passed that. You know, we need to teach our children their own culture. We need to make them feel proud that they're part of something. And they have that globally, every different country.
0: Hmm. That's interesting that you point that out. I mean, that that's part of this whole um, marketing thing that I'm working on. Stay tuned for that. Trenton 365 or Jacques Howard's plan for marketing this region but we're gonna come into that and of course I mean we run out of time quickly uh, an hour flies by quick <laughs> thank you DJ say what uh, you. you know I'd, I'd like to um, as, as we're just about to finish up and go back to um, Manu who gave you the camera
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he encouraged you what would you like to say to parents who have the opportunity, or adults who have the opportunity to encourage someone else, a child?
1: I would say take the time and listen. Just stop talking. Listen. Sometimes stop talking. That's all you need to do. And absolutely just listen. That is a big problem we have. We don't listen. Just listen and, you know, encourage.
0: Hmm. Share your contact information before we sign off. Tamara
1: Torres are everything. Tamara Torres are. Awesome.
0: (laughs) And this interview and others will be up on the website, trenton365.com, and the Facebook page, Trenton 365 Show. Tamara Torres, as always, it's lovely to see you and spend some time with you. (laughs) Thank you. And, um, folks, you've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show Tuesday nights here on WIMG, New Jersey's oldest radio station and the three-time stellar award-winning station. Send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next week, friends. Have a good night.